Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. Today I'm talking with Peter Barrett, who's the owner of the Booch's Dog, which is a brewery in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Hi, Peter. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thanks. What brought you to kombucha? How did you decide to start brewing this uh, wonderful elixir? So I actually found kombucha, like in theory, and read about kombucha before I actually saw or tasted kombucha. It sort of it motivated me to eventually to really source a SCOBY online. And uh, this is going back about five or six years now. So I couldn't buy it. I mean, I I looked a little bit for it at at home around Belfast and couldn't find it. And I was curious from the, you know, from the health benefits, but also from the botanical sort of background and my curiosity in that. And also the sort of the process, the scientific process of, of production and the fermentation process, all those things sort of were a perfect storm that uh, sort of drew me to it. So I, I got a SCOBY and made my own and eventually sort of plucked up the courage to try to drink my own. And, you know, without it's strange doing that whenever you see it growing under the SCOBY for the first time and have nobody to to sort of reassure you that that's right and it's normal. And uh, so tried it uh, and it was, it was fine. It, I mean, it Looking back, it wasn't the best kombucha, but it was quite drinkable. And actually, since then, I've just continued to homebrew it for myself. So let me understand. You actually acquired a scoby and brewed kombucha before you'd ever tasted it. Yeah, yeah. You probably <laughs> you probably have a unique claim to fame there. Right? So obviously, <laughs> what, what you're saying is in Belfast, Five, six years ago, you just plain couldn't find it. But uh, as we were talking, you have a, a doctorate in agronomy and, and, and your scientific curiosity was piqued. I think that's rather unique. So your scientific background actually played into this with a PhD in agronomy. That's right, isn't it? The last nine years, I've been a consultant in um, anaerobic digestion, which is biomethane production. Essentially, those are fermenters. You know, I specialize in process support and operation of those fermenters, which are, in that case, therefore, production of, of biomethane. They are three million, roughly 3 million liters. So, you know, they're, they're quite big. And fermentation process is part of my career as well, you know. So there's a lot of, a lot of things sort of tie together and points me towards kombucha being the optimum use of my time. <laughs> when did you actually launch the company, the Butcher's Dog? The company launched just around a year ago in December 18. We did launch at a farmer's style market in the city in, in Belfast. That was very small scale, very, you know, home produced stuff. Really, what I started brewing, you know, five or six years ago for myself really was always ever intended for myself so it was only in recent couple of years i suppose where i really thought that there maybe is a market for this now that i couldn't possibly be the only person in belfast who wanted good kombucha so i guess that that's how it developed what kind of response uh, say the farmer's market when you started uh, 
when you opened your stall there, presumably mm-hmm. the vast majority of uh, fellow citizens of Belfast had never tasted it either. Did, did you find it was popular from the get-go? Yeah, it was... It had a very good response from the get-go. That was only a two-day. That was a, a, a two-day, like a special Christmas market, and it was two evenings, and actually got a really, really good positive response and a mixed response in terms of people who were new about kombucha. It surprised me a little bit in that there were quite a few people who did know about it, and I genuinely got a lot of comments that you know, along the lines of, well, thankfully, we've got a local supplier. So there were people out there who knew about kombucha, who tasted kombucha and, you know, drank kombucha when they were traveling and, and other places where it's more readily available. And, you know, a bit like myself, were at home without really, a, you know, a very good or varied supply of it. So that is, yeah, it, it surprised me that there were people like that as well as a number of people who, you know, really didn't didn't know about kombucha at all. So there was a, you know, it was a mixed yep. response, but a, it was still a positive response for people who tasted it and had never tasted it before. Um, it was quite a good positive response as well. That's great. Now, I, I saw on Instagram and uh, your website, you've, you, you've developed, uh, as I understand it, four flavors. They've got some great names, Samson and Goliath, and uh, the Hoptimist, Lightning McGreen, and the Haymaker would seem to be the four flavors. Are they all what people would call original kombucha, where it's, or, or do you, have you added um, in a second fermentation any, any uh, fruit flavors or anything? Yeah, so the, the first two, the Lightning McGreen and the Samson and Goliath, are both originals um, without any flavors. They're all, all the flavor is from the tea. Uh, Lightning McGreen is, a, is based on a green tea, well, exclusively from a green tea. There's actually no, no black tea in there at all. And the Samson and Goliath is from essentially almost like an Irish breakfast blend, an uh, Assam dominant um, blend. So the, okay. those are the, the original two, and Lightning McGreen was the, was the one that we launched with um, initially. And although it's, it's um, a green tea unflavored, it it's really, has a really good flavor. It is a, a tea that I sourced locally in Belfast from, from a, a really good and reputable tea company. And it's one that over the years of me homebrewing that I had kept coming back to as I found it, it, it brewed nice stuff. And it's a, a, like a single estate Kenyan tea, so it's a little bit unusual and, and actually quite premium as well. That's our, our green tea offering. And the Hoptimist, is, it has grapefruit and peach and hops, actually. It's loosely styled around like a West Coast IPA using aromatic citrus um, hops like Citra and Simcoe and Amarillo. So that was that was the inspiration behind the Hoptimist. And it gives people a little, you know, beer drinkers, it gives them a bit of a, a alcohol-free alternative yeah. if they happen to be driving or don't want to drink or want to extend their night or, or whatever. So it's it, that's been really well received as well. Yeah, well, actually, that's I'm very interested to see that, like other companies I've come across, um, 
I know left field up in the Scottish borders of real kombucha outside of London. It seems to be something in the UK where you also have partnered with or have outlets in pubs and bars. Mm-hmm. Have you found that drinkers, beer drinkers in uh, Belfast are, are taking kombucha as an alternative to the alcohol and beer? Yeah, absolutely. And actually surprised me a little bit as well because whenever I started out I really had the, the thought of the um, you know the health food stores and some of the uh, coffee shops in particular and maybe some retail um, outlets that were more you know lent towards deli style or artisan foods or healthy foods so those were that, that was the original marketing plan and then actually we started to get some organic interest from the local bars and restaurants as well whenever they saw it so that really you know sort of surprised me a little bit back then it doesn't surprise me at all now whenever i see how it fits in and how it can be positioned absolutely looks like it's going to be a big part of the future for you know for the butcher's dog and also for kombucha in general in 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 the uk and ireland yeah. How broad is your market geographically? Are you pretty much selling in the city of Belfast or across Northern Ireland or into the Republic or the UK? And how, how much uh, distribution is going on? Yeah, so distribution is just literally going on as much as we can physically handle in-house at the minute, which is more or less is myself. I do have some part-time assistance as well. Um, but really, it's, it's what we can handle directly and that tends to be within Greater Belfast area. We do have some good outlets in some of the more tourist hotspots as well around, like the North Coast and somewhere around Newcastle as well, and and uh, Bangor and some of the seaside resorts. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's very much a small operation. It's a home brewing operation at the minute, and we're just moving to our a new commercial facility, hopefully next week. Actually, it's supposed yeah. to be this week, but hopefully next week. So this so, will be your first brewery, like a, a dedicated commercial facility. Um, so, what kind of capacity is this new facility going to have? We're still working on that to to a certain extent, but uh, we've a, a a bottling plant that's on its way that can do in the region of about 500, well, hopefully it can do 500 bottles an hour. So that's going to be our, you know, if we can if we can employ that for at least for a day a week, um, we'll be quite happy for now. And we actually have a capacity of about 8,000 litres in total tank capacity that's on its way as well. So we've got some flexibility in that. It's it's split over smaller tanks, and you know we're actually really in a, I suppose a, an R and D sort of um, on the on the hoof design work with that to see what what the best makeup is and what the best process design is for that. So I think we've a little bit of work to do to to sort out exact throughputs and capacity. That's great. Well, Peter, I I really want to thank you for letting us hear something about 
this uh, expanding market that it sounded like you almost founded yourself in Belfast, as far as you're aware, that you are the only kombucha brewer in Northern Ireland, aren't you, at the moment? Yeah, yeah, that that I know of at least. Um, the first, yeah, the first company, um, yeah, as of last year, and really the the only company. I think I think there's a a little company as well that's started starting out at the minute now. So um, we're going to have some company, which is actually nice that there's going to be you know more of a kombucha scene around town. I guess. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and. You know, and it takes it, it takes for awareness. You know, people need to see kombucha, and then people need to work out which ones they like, what style they like, and you know, and what brands they like. And but actually, the more people who see and are made aware about kombucha, the better, really. That's right. Yeah, I think that's noticeable in many parts of the world where the more the merrier. You know, the pie grows and more people see different flavors. Where do you think, um, I mean, putting on your, your sort of whatever they call it, your hat where you can see into the future, I mean, where do you see yourself in, say, three to five years? Is this something you want to keep growing? Oh, for sure, yeah. And, and you know, it, it has to keep growing if we want to keep, you know, to keep it going, you know, to support itself. At the minute, it's, it's a sideline project. It's been, you know, propped up by by myself and and other, you know, on the day job at the minute. So it needs to grow to be self-sustainable to make kombucha available for everyone, which is what what I want to do. Make it as much and as widely available as possible. Um, so that that's for sure. The growth has to happen, and I hope and I hope it will happen. Um, there's also I've got really loads of ideas in terms of um, styles of kombucha. And we talked a little bit about the flavored kombucha and originals. And to be honest, I really favor the like original unflavored kombuchas. And, and you know, I have plans to introduce some more of those using variations from teas and also from, you know, from non-true teas like Yerba Mate and, and Rooibos and things like that. I've, I've got quite a few of those in development. So... I'd love to get those out, and I'm also looking at um, maybe something that's closer to kombucha vinegar with a lot of interest in apple cider vinegar here, and I'd like to, to look at that as well. And also, I want to do a little bit more with with teas and really focus on more flavor from teas and maybe less fermented. <laughs> so there's loads yeah. of of, of things planned in the pipeline and hopefully at least some of them come to fruition well good luck with that and it was great talking to you today thank you and appreciate that thanks for listening to booch news for more about kombucha please visit boochnews.com